Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Today, me and our guest host, Garrett Fear, sit down with Alana DiCino. And I apologize if I've been in Miami too long and I put a little bit of a Latin twang on that, but hopefully I got it right. Either way, she's one of the strongest women in the world. She's number one in Australia. She had an unbelievable performance at the ghost clash and she's got a pretty incredible story to tell she is a type 1 diabetic we go into all the challenges with that traveling from australia to the united states to perform in a, in a competition at the highest level and all the things related with that you know her journey from being a noob to the sport to getting to where she is now uh this is if you don't know her yet this is definitely somebody that you should follow and know because she's going to be a force to be reckoned with in the upcoming years she's only been in it for four years she's already broken a bunch of national records in australia and like i said there's going to be a lot to come so that's it for her um in terms of us make sure you tag me tag hybrid unlimited tag our guest tag Garrett fear the guest host if you want some brownie points and you'll automatically be entered into a draw to potentially win some gear from hybrid legacy brand which is the official uh apparel of the hybrid unlimited podcast as well as hybrid performance method as a whole while you're at it, check us out at hybridstrengthcoach.com for every strength and fitness program under the sun. You can click the seven-day free trial uh, option at checkout for a free week. And you can check out bodybuilding, powerlifting, general fitness, you know, everything in between. Like I said, I think that's everything for housekeeping. Keep, sit back, relax, enjoy another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Before we get into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. They are a sponsor of ours and we took them on because we talk a lot about testosterone, hormone replacement therapy, PED use, all that stuff. And because of that, you know, while we have opinions on that, we are not professionals in that space. If you have questions about whether you're a good candidate for that or not, these are the people that can help you with that. And Marcus, I know that you have been a customer of theirs for, you know, quite some time. So maybe you can speak to that a little bit. Yeah, I I was going through the same thought process years ago and I had a lot of questions about, you know, the, the state of my blood work, uh, my testosterone levels. And as a performance athlete, it was always a question that I had in the back of my mind. Guys, please don't go to your local gym bro or guy on Instagram to get these questions answered for you. Women Rejuvenation Clinic provides solid medical advice. They read your blood work, they go through the results with you and they give you actionable and realistic steps for dealing with potential medical problems and not bullshit. This is for actual medical advice. So please, you know, if you have questions on this stuff, let them take your blood panels and give them a chance, give them a consult. And I promise you, they'll, they'll treat you right. I know they've done that for me over the years and I can only speak positively about my experience and the type of advice they've given me. Check them out in the show notes. They provide comprehensive assessments over telehealth. Now onto the show. All right, dude, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for, uh, Thank you. Thanks for uh, joining us, making that trip from uh, Australia. Just for this podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole flight was just for this. <laughs> but um, for those who don't know, the Ghost Clash was this weekend. It's one of the bigger lifts on the calendar. 
uh, now. So it brought people from, I saw Australia, Australia Germany, yeah, Germany, Canada. Is there anyone else? Um, the guy who got second yesterday oh, um, was from, um, oh, where was he from? Fuck. He had a crazy name too. Yeah. I couldn't even pronounce it. Oh, no. Greece. Gre- He's from Greece. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greece. Yeah, guy came from Greece, kind of like came up out of nowhere, stole everybody's money. It was sick. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. Though. Come out of nowhere. Stole everybody's money. <laughs> what do you mean? He stole Like, he got second. When no one expected okay. him to. No, I thought he, he was like, actually, I thought he was like, pickpocketing yeah. everyone. <laughs> he didn't actually steal anybody's fucking money. God, you Canadians are so gullible. <laughs> oh man so yeah what was this your first international meet yeah yeah first international meet um which was pretty cool actually so what was was it comfortable for you what what was different or challenging and um i think the most challenging part was i think the travel like it took us from melbourne like a day and a half (laughs) to actually get here so it was it was a big big travel and i think just like nothing was set in stone like i always had like i had to go get my own food and i had to had to catch ubers and you know not, I, like i lost all my stuff from you know just it was it was challenging but you know at the end of the day i well yeah and you're uh you're a type one type but yeah just just a little bit more stressful i would say yeah is it, well because now you're you're flying yeah. which messes with oh, things I'll tell your you what. sleep schedule's messed up that messes yeah, with my, things my, when to take my night insulin yep. stuff so i had to kind of like think back on and that's Lantis. Yeah, Lantis yeah. at night, no rapid. So it was. I think the most challenging part was keeping my diabetes in check. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and and uh, all while weight cutting. Yeah. Yeah, I, d- I did a slight weight cut in like the final two days. Um, had to lose like five hundred grams the morning of. <laughs> oh yeah, so, so you're already like weight cutting. So your normal food options probably are a little bit different. Yeah, that's right. And then right. you're traveling on top of it. Yep, and then I got diabetes. It was just... so. How many days early did you get here? We got here on the Tuesday, so four days early. That's. I mean, that's about enough. Yeah, about, yeah that's pretty about solid. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To kind of like set myself up, get back, get back in the sleep pattern and whatnot. Yeah. So which was again being type one has to be the oh. biggest bitch. Yep. Definitely. Ugh, brutal. <laughs> so uh, you got here Tuesday, and yeah. then what was your training schedule like going into the meet? Um, it was, well, all the heavy work was done. Um, I had a deload session, which I did here at Hybrid on Wednesday or Tuesday. No, yeah, Wednesday, yeah. Um, and that was just a really basic session just to keep my body moving. Like, all the heavy work was done two weeks before. Um, and then, yeah, so coming in, I think the only big thing was just to make sure I'm just tracking my weight really more than anything. What yeah. would uh, you do for a scale? Oh, did I had you get to, one of those CVS ones. Yeah, no, I had to. Where did we go? We went to this. I think it was Walmart. Okay. Um, and we just bought a scales there. Was Was it one of those ones? Like, so like the, the classic powerlifter move is, you get to wherever you're going, you go to a CVS, which is just no, like a pharmacy here. Oh, I did. I didn't know that. Probably a similar like caliber of scale than what yeah, you okay. so what you found at Walmart. If you just got like a twenty dollar one, yeah, or we just got twenty dollar one. Yeah, yeah, those things. If the ground isn't perfectly flat. You put it in one spot and you put it in another, there'll be like a five pound oh. discrepancy. Oh my God. I 100% agree with you. One, I stepped on the scales. They were like, it was like a whole kilo off. I'm like, so it was <laughs> 68.7 and then it went to 67.5. And I go, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. I don't know what the hell's going on if I'm going to make weight or whatnot. So yep. that stress in the back of my head, I was like, what the fuck? And didn't you make it right on the dot too? Uh, right yeah, on the 67.5 dot. 67.5 on right. the dot. So you said you were half a kilo over going Yeah, in I was half the a morning kilo. Of. Morning of, yeah. Did, How, did you spit? Did you sweat? What'd you yeah, do? Yeah, well, I was. I did a water load and then I cut out the water oh, maybe like from 3 p.m. the day before. And then I woke up. So I was, I was already so dehydrated. So like going in a hot shower 
and then hopping in bed with like blankets to try and keep me warm just to sweat it out. Oof. And then the last 200 grams, I was just oh, so chewing gum. you didn't gum. get there over. You didn't get to the venue. I got to the venue, still 100 grams to go. Wow, yeah. point one. That's frustrating, yeah. bro. Oh. Yeah, still 100 grams. So, so wait, did you weigh in and you didn't make it and you had to go lose it and come back? Yeah, I had to go lose it and come oh. back 20 minutes. Uh, thankfully, it only took me 20 minutes. <laughs> and what'd you do? I just chewed gum and spat. Yeah. It was done. Like Next time? Uh, Jolly Ranchers. Jolly Ranchers. I didn't know that. Help you spit so much easier. Okay, well then. You throw, yeah, you there throw you two Jolly Ranchers in each cheek and yeah. you'll just start going. Ah. So you'll get like a little bit of like an acid burn. Yeah, okay, yeah, but, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, people used to do uh, Warheads too. Oh, the, yeah. Just yeah. The, the sour. The sour Warheads. Warhead. But what you'll find with sour stuff is you'll start to like, your mouth will actually kind of dry out. After dry out, yeah, Whereas right. Jolly Ranchers. It starts to hurt kind of. Yeah. Because like, yeah. with, jo- <laughs> with Jolly Ranchers, it, I don't know what it is about them, but it'll just go. Because you probably did cinnamon gum. Is that what you did? Yeah, we just cinnamon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was like big a big red cinnamon gum, gum was big, really, yeah, yeah really common for a long time. But like, the gum dries out in just yeah, a couple gum. minutes. Yeah, so, so you just go chew them. The Jolly Ranchers. Want. The hardest part with the Jolly Ranchers is just not fucking eating them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not eating them. Yeah. The, you know what's a great tool too is those portable saunas. We have one here. Ah, uh, there you go. Because so yeah, I couldn't. There was no way for me to do a sauna, so that's what really put me under cut. So yeah. there you go. We, so we got one. The first time we got it was when Steffi was doing uh, the U.S. Open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just bought bought it on Amazon. It was like oh. 120 bucks or something like oh, that. Oh, nice. Yeah, And then okay. we just got the shipping to the Airbnb that we were staying at. Oh. So we just got there. And it's e- just, it's easy. like you can sit in it and your arms have the hole so you can be on your phone. Yeah, right. So your hands mm. can be out and your head is out of it. So you're like... She was sitting in the like living room area of her Airbnb. We had a bunch of people that, that came with us just like in this little pod Swimming around, ah, watching movies with us, like, wow. but, but it's kind of nice because you don't have to be separated from the group, like suffering in a sauna. You can yeah, be, right. You can you stare at everybody still. through a glass window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's just like hello darkness. <laughs> yeah, this one people can talk to you. Yeah, it's crazy how much that can actually help. My last like tough cut to one ninety eight, I did twelve rounds in the sauna. And that was only for the last four, like two kilos. Wow. Because I'd cut from like 213, but I'm like pretty lean. Yeah. And so I was like 7% body fat, like starting my cut. It was awful. It was unbearable. And I'm not good with heat, man. And, uh, it's so disheartening. It is so disheartening to come out of the sauna like you know at the the end when it's moving really slow oh uh, you're, last, there, you're like pound. oh this has got a it's at least point two you come out it hasn't even moved oh, like, that's oh like, kill me i got yep, into yep. this like awful it, it became a habit that i had to break because it started to like just mess with my brain I started counting sweat drops oh. just to try to pass the time because this the sauna like most of the time you go into those saunas they're too hot to keep your phone in there with you yeah, yeah. you usually can't keep headphones in because they'll get in. too hot and they'll overheat so by the time you're at like you know the second half or the last two-thirds of the sauna stuff like you're just in there dying alone you feel like papillon you're in prison you're trying <laughs> yeah. to figure yeah, like you don't know what to do it's it's brutal weight cutting's no joke man it's no, no joke when no, you gotta take this approach yeah, yeah. it's uh it's interesting, like with the the UFC. I, have you seen the controversy uh, that just happened with the no. with Makachev? So 
<clears throat> basically Wait, i didn't see this there's an accusation that the, the iv accusation the IV, right yeah and they they ban ivs in oh wow. in any like usada or yep. wada based sports um and they actually have a way to test it i think it has yeah. to do with um something to do with the plastic in the like iv line or something that they can test for Shit. so because they they want to discourage those really aggressive weight cuts yeah, right, that are yeah. dangerous yeah. and you know they also just don't want people like having huge discrepancies. Well, in, don't they in, do hydration tests in boxing? Uh, so it it really depends on the organization, the promotion. But in general, like if you kept up with Steffi's last fight at all, yes, she they both weighed in. Um, at the yeah, appropriate what happened weight. there? Yeah, yeah. So the one girl uh, the, weighed in really light. Too light was she? Or, she was within the range that was allowed on the uh, for the weigh in. Yeah, so one eighteen was top weight, right? Yeah, and, and the girl she weighed in one fourteen, and then, uh, you know, Steffi obviously did, did a big cut to get down to that, so she rehydrated. Yeah, and then the other girl lost five more pounds, so they have to weigh in again before the fight. And the California State Athletic Commission has a rule where if you are 20 pounds or more apart, apart in weight on the fight day you they don't allow it so they did so for that they didn't have a rehydration clause per se right but you had to stay within a certain range of each other and uh yeah so obviously that's a bummer how, i don't even understand how that's possible I really don't. Do I lose five more like, pounds? After? It, it's, it, it's, it's almost yeah. like it had to have been deliberate. Yeah, but I mean... Five pounds? Unless you, she was just super nervous, you know, couldn't really eat. Yeah. And just, you know, kept using the bathroom, but... Yeah, know, I guess so. You know, but it is weird. Like, it's unusual because yeah. she weighed in light already. Already, yeah. So why would you then... keep losing weight? I mean, it could be that maybe uh, she just wanted to show up, get paid, get a free trip. And then didn't want to act, get punched in the head. And then just like yeah, bailed. Who knows? But you never know. But I think that girl actually got like a suspension from, oh, the... from competing in uh, California. Interesting. Did yeah. Steffi get a fight rescheduled? Yeah. I think she's fighting at the end of this week. Oh, okay. On the uh, zone. I love the zone. Yeah. Fun fact, dude. The zone does all of the major pool tournaments do they yeah uh under this organization called matchroom oh and yeah matchroom does boxing too yeah matchroom does yeah. boxing oh. they do snooker they do um they do kind of more of those like obscure style of sports that they somehow just... sell out stadiums yeah oh dude darts Dart looks like the most lit sport in the world. Dude, snooker? Oh, you're from canada you know what snooker is yeah snooker is like one of the biggest sports in the uk unbelievable it's huge you've got people there with signs yeah so people like whole sections screaming for them like a lot of times like um not a lot of times a few times like snooker players have left snooker to play like american nine ball or whatever mm -hmm. and like there's just no money comparatively there are like ronnie o'sullivan has made like well over a million pound oh, in a year playing snooker wow what's what makes one so popular over the other so, so snooker is like a uh, it's, it's a different game so you've seen snooker you know what snooker is yeah no, yeah, yeah, so it, yeah. snooker is a point based game point, yeah where uh one well, the table's bigger it's three okay. feet bigger than yeah, like an american pool table yeah american okay. pool tables are nine by four and a half snooker tables are 12 by six the okay. pockets are smaller and they're more rounded and it's a point based game so there's 15 balls racked like eight ball that are all red those are worth a mm -hmm. point and then there's 
a lot of other different colored balls spread out throughout the table. And those are where they're, they ascend in points. Two points, three points, four points, five points, all the way up to a seven-point ball. Far and out. objectively speaking, it's more of a point-based game. So, like, it, it, there's just a lot more strategy. It's, it's a bigger table. It's harder. There's, like, a, you need to be better at queuing. Are that the pockets smaller? The pockets are smaller. The That's balls are also smaller. Oh, okay. But that almost... And the, the actual tips... That makes it hard the, to aim, right? Yeah. The, the, yeah, the, cue, and the tips of the cues are smaller, too. Which So, yes, aiming is much much harder so uh and there's a it's called snooker because you know while the objective is establishing points what you want to do is snooker your opponent get them behind the wrong color ball so they can't hit the right color ball there's like you have to go in a certain order basically um and so it's just huge it's just huge and then yeah that's on the zone did you know the zone is ran by the guy who used to own espn no yeah he got he got booted out of espn for some reason the, wait the president or the owner because i know that the president had to of espn which i don't know what you have in australia but yeah. it's like our biggest sports channel oh uh, here SPN. it's espn in canada it's tsn but it's the same like, yeah, what is it in australia um like what are all like the main sports on like when you watch for sports news what's the main football yeah, like, well, yeah, but where is it like? Where's the, the what's the news channel? Of oh, that the channel, channel is like Channel Seven. Yeah, but what is like the network called? Um, know? wouldn't even remember. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, so, so the, if it's the guy that I'm thinking of, who was the president at ESPN? I think so. He had to step down because his cocaine dealer was going to out him. Like, oh, and fuck. it was a big. thing. I don't think it was him. because okay. that's how the UFC deal got done. The, oh. the, the guy the president you know uh, what maybe it was him actually because he went to uh, he he made his own that's what he did okay and I, I believe it's the same guy yeah well he he uh hated the ufc and like mixed oh. martial arts in general so uh ufc's previous tv contract was coming up and they're like we're screwed like we don't have a tv contract i don't think we're gonna get renewed we can't go to espn because this guy hates us for some reason and then literally like the week before they that guy his drug dealer blackmailed him and said you know like i'm gonna expose you with all this stuff and he had to get ahead of it so he stepped down oh. and then that deal got made and you know, look at the ufc now look at the uh, ufc now uh, oh man do you yeah. like the ufc do you watch fighting yeah I, I like watching fighting there's not much on there in australia like really? you gotta like look up ufc and you, like... big, you big volkanovsky fan yeah i do i yeah. do like i like his tattoos yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes him. That's what draws me more attention. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna stalk this guy a bit more. You know, he's yeah. fucking good. He's bloody strong. He is. Oh, yeah. He loves you. He loves it. So he's yeah. good to watch. But yeah, no. Nah, you, like, you like you uh, like Tiovasa too, the guy who does the shoeies. No, I haven't seen he that. Dumps the no. beer into I didn't shoe. know that. Oh he's, a, he's, a, he's a heavyweight fighter. He's, heavyweight he's like fighter. a big knockout artist, and uh, ah, okay. He's a big Australian guy. What sports outside of powerlifting do you prefer to watch? Um, football, AFL. Okay um i used to like yeah i used to play cricket so i guess cricket <laughs> cricket's a crazy thing man it's, is yeah. that the biggest sport in the world yes yeah yeah, yeah. Yep, cricket definitely <laughs> yeah, that's uh, india has a lot to do with that india yeah, yeah. it's number one but yeah. yeah i don't i don't mind watching the cricket a bit but my partner hates it so it's mm. hard to like tell her I'm yeah. watching cricket. She goes, "Oh fuck no!" Uh, it's it's too a cricket game. Sit on the couch, yeah. watch cricket, and drink some <laughs> it's beer. It's such a boring <laughs> game. She goes, "I'm like, oh, that's all right." Yeah, it, yeah. Cricket is one of those things where, like, if you're kind of not brought up in it, it, yeah, it can you, be really hard to digest. Be, oh, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's it could be one of those sports, maybe like baseball, where I like, love I baseball. I don't, I don't love watching it on TV, but I love going to a game. 
Oh, okay. Like yeah, the yeah, game, yeah. it's nice. Your, it's kind of like big stadium big outdoors. Stadium, yeah. It's like, I don't know. When you're there, it's a different like energy. A different energy. Yeah, okay. There you go. And you said you played cricket. Yeah, I played cricket my whole like my whole years coming up before powerlifting. And were you like highly competitive in cricket? Like, were yeah, you good? Yeah, I you was. Good? Yeah, I, I, made, I made a double century. 200. And What's that mean? Yeah, elaborate on that. We're American. Oh, well, he's Canadian, uh, but we don't know what the fuck that means. So that's a 200 runs in the same innings. Like 200 points? Two, yeah, so to so hit one run, it's 200. So like when you make a century, a century is 100 runs. I made oh, a double okay. century. Got it. So 200 runs in 200 games? In, no, in the same game. Oh, in the, 200 in the same 200? game. I have to do more research How long on was this. this game? Like weeks? So, you know, yeah, no, no, no. So it's, like, it's a 50 over game. So I don't know. You probably like, don't really watch Australia. So the first one to get 50 points higher yeah. wins. No, no, no. So in the same inning. So you make 200 runs per batsman. But I, I made, most people make like maybe 30, 40 runs. I made 200. So I had to retire. Now, does it, is there like <laughs> collegiate cricket? Like, is there cricket in college, like in a university? Um, no, well, there is, but I didn't do college university cricket. Okay. I just did, I played for a team. So, oh, it's like a club. Yeah, yeah, like a club, you could is say. Is it like, yeah. so it's not, is it a sport that they do like in school? Like, no, is there they a, wouldn't do okay. cricket in school. Okay. I went to an all girls school and like cricket wasn't a big thing. It was more like soccer, basketball, those type of things. An thing. all girls school? An all girls school, Was yeah. it like religious based? No, I just, no, it wasn't religious based. It was just. More like a prep school. Yeah, okay. just from, yeah. We, okay. we had a cricket team in high school. Oh really? In Canada, yeah. Okay. You probably went to a private school. No, not no. Oh okay. My sister did. My parents oh, were like, okay. "You don't need that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and people got into it. Like, oh really? It's like not a big sport in in Canada. Yeah, yeah. But Canada's super multicultural, so there's a lot of you know different ethnicities in every school. And every, so yeah, okay. we had people from South Africa and oh shit, wow, India, all over. Oh, the India's place. huge. Cricket was the dominating sport for most of your life then. Yeah. So how old were you when you got into powerlifting? I was 18, so... And you've been... And so when you started, what, like, pulled you into it? What pulled me into powerlifting? Like, I, I always loved being in the gym. So then I kind of saw someone, like, squat, you know, just like a plate aside. And I was like, oh, I want to try that. So I started, like, a hide a PT. And then I really wanted her to, like, teach me how to deadlift squat mainly i didn't really know too much about bench pressing yet yeah fuck bench press <laughs> and then i was like oh, she's this is bench really... press yeah she saw bench press you benched uh, 120 yesterday yeah yeah 120 yeah. sucked i missed my third but anyway um and then i found i was like oh i, really, I, I want to get more more info into like deadlifts and squats so then i looked up i thought it was more bodybuilding like i didn't really know too much i was yeah. like nah bodybuilding's not it you know that's like showing your body i want to be like strong you know like yeah. i want to go up and show the boys like how much I can lift, oh, you know? Yeah. So I, I went to a gym. It's PTC. Don't know. Yeah. You know been, oh, yeah. We, yeah we, oh, we, you've been to PTC? Yeah, yeah. We all know Perth. That's in Perth, the, yeah. Gre- no, in no, uh, Melbourne. Melbourne. Oh. Melbourne, yeah. Marcos. It's a green and black logo, right, for the gym? It's like um, one of the biggest but, gyms in Australia. Yeah, right? PTC. For, for strength sports. For strength yeah, sports, yeah, yeah. everyone kind of goes to PTC, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, I hired a coach there. I did my first competition at 18. Um, Completely natural. And then I, I benched 100 and whatnot. And I was like, fuck. Natty? Yeah, Natty. Yeah. Hey, right. I was like, I oh, right. I'm, I'm actually, this, this okay. is actually, this is it, you know, I'll give it a good crack. So from then on, I didn't stop lifting. And you just, wow. I was just, just went up and up and up and up and up. And you know, now, now I'm 22 here. now? 22, yeah. So it's only been four years. Only been four years, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yep. 
I I miss when that was the yeah. Oh wow, that's wild. And so yeah, this is your first international meet. Yeah, first international meet. Like I did pro roll. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did that. So that was really fun. But that's probably the highest I've done before the before Ghost. Well, pro roll is pretty much an international meet. You're just local to it. Yeah, we're just local to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm in from Melbourne. Like people like Lily and whatnot have to come to Melbourne. I'm just lucky it's in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, so as far as like going international is, is this an experience you would want to do again? Oh, fuck yeah. 100%. <laughs> I want to do it again next year. Hell yeah. yeah. Nice. It was so much fun. I, I really enjoyed myself. I've, I learned a lot yesterday. I think the hardest part for me was like keeping my diabetes in check because yeah. yesterday my diabetes just went on meat day. On meat day, yeah. Now, is that something you feel you could accommodate for by maybe coming in earlier? Yeah, well, that's what I tried to get my levels under control, and they were like leading up to it. But come meet day, like I could not keep control of them. Like I was going into dealing squats. with highs. Were you dealing with a lot highs, of highs? All yeah. highs, yeah. And like I was taking Ugh. insulin, insulin, and insulin. I just couldn't seem to get it under control. So I was going under a squat bar on on thirty, which is ridiculous. Yeah. So I what really unit just... do you guys use? Is it the same that we use? Uh. What do you mean by a unit? The unit for measuring your blood like sugar, your unit. blood glucose. Oh, What's the unit? Do you know? The unit. Um, 30 watt per watt. Oh, I think it's oh, 30. I don't Okay. I, I think 30, yeah. I just know the, the, the measurement is actually kind of different. Yeah, yeah it is by different country. Here. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I know ours is like pretty high. Like we use like ranges of like i want to say what ranges you guys use yeah i think it goes as high as like a hundred and something oh shit ours goes after 30 it just says hi and then so like in canada like 10 is like high it's high high yeah so it's like it and and granted it changes person to person yeah 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 but i just know everywhere uses different units so i was curious if you so yeah 30 is as high as we'll read on my phone so okay let's just do it this way what is low? What is high? What's the range you shoot for? So I shoot for between six, oh, between four and six. Oh shit! Yeah, so four being really like if I start got up to thirty, got to fucking thirty, I was like, oh shit! You must have been so lightheaded. Yeah, a hundred percent. I was. Ugh. I was just yeah. Which you know, I hate using that as an excuse, but that really. To be fair, it's like, one of the only things you get an excuse on. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, st- I still that's pretty it. legitimate yeah yeah uh your organs <laughs> don't work right so <laughs> no, no, at no. all actually <laughs> yeah so yeah that's a that's yeah, a pretty wild was, thing was, to deal with it was a hard thing but yeah it was and then in the end come dead this they started like it was kind of going up and then i was just crashing back down so i was just waiting to like got Ugh. down to like 10 again i was then keep it under control and whatnot no. but you can't do anything about it on top of that do you have any like food sensitivities like gluten, anything like that? Are you sensitive to any foods? No, usually not. No. Okay. okay. No. Is there a way uh, as someone with diabetes to use insulin that's actually like more beneficial for you in terms of strength progress? Not when your pancreas doesn't fucking work. No, 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 there is no because I know because that's something that people, people say, right? This, yeah. like people say ignorant, I'm, and I'm admittedly ignorant, but I also would never make that claim because I don't. Oh know no, I, I, yeah. I was ignorant. I made that claim. I was an idiot, yeah. and I got <laughs> fucking roasted by a bunch of type one diabetics. Yeah, no, nah, it does not for me. Yeah. My, my pancreas is fucked. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they're, so they're, that's the only thing saving me. Right yeah, now. it's it's one of those things where like you don't <laughs> no, get to use it for an advantageous purpose. There's no way to. Yes, you can. Like the only way you can kind of do it is like by adjusting the intake of food it's almost impossible it's, yeah. yeah it's almost yeah. impossible yeah yeah Ugh, okay. that's, it's such a crazy thing i can't imagine having to, like 
for as simple as powerlifting is, is it, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty stressful. It can be hard to manage when you're cutting weight and those types of things. Yeah. And having a factor like that on top of it all is just outrageous. Yeah, I've seen a lot of, there's uh, quite a few type one diabetic lifters who yeah, are solid yeah, on the world scale and stuff. Yeah. And they'll talk about some of their stuff online. And it's just like, I can't, I can't even, I legitimately can't fathom that. Yeah, it's it's, like, it's hard work with what what we do. I think, and it's, I think it's underrated the amount of. It's like a twenty four hour job yeah. every single day of your life. You know, you you wake up, you're up for a new challenge. You know, you go to bed. Oh, how are my levels? And you're always like, it's kind of like something that you can't get rid of. You know, it's you just gotta suck it up. Happens ugh. to the world. It happens to a lot of people. So, I know there's a lot more people worse off. I just gotta deal with it in different ways. So that must be frustrating. <laughs> yeah. People making that claim though that it's in some way beneficial because it's way easier to be like yeah. oh if only i also had diabetes yeah. and could use I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so i wish i could pass it on for a day yeah. to someone who who doesn't need it and they're like all right so you know you, you do all the work and, yeah, yeah you have to yeah, regiment things so strictly even my partner like you know she didn't know anything about diabetes or not that much you know didn't know too much more so about not type one a lot of type two people like they all think oh so do you have oh do you sugar? have that do you have that oh, like uh, i'm like oh here we fucking go you know yeah, like, like oh. if, if you gave yourself it by eating too much sugar is that what the question is yeah is yeah yeah, yeah. Bro, there's, oh, this, okay. there's yeah. this really funny battle yeah. between type ones and type <laughs> twos oh yeah 100%. oh it is amazing yeah. wait so what's the, so what's the beef <laughs> oh my god the beef is like so did you have well, how, how did you get diabetes did you have too much sugar i'm like no like that's type two man like type one is my pancreas stopped working i i need insulin yeah. to survive if i have too much sugar i need insulin if i don't have enough sugar in my body i need more sugar yeah the, the so beef it's, with, it's, that's yeah the beef with type one and type two like comes down to like it's like type two's talking about uh, like how hard it is and how hard it is for them and like it's it's like change their life and ruin their yeah. life type and 2 is one that you you eat yourself into it yeah you eat yourself into it you eat yourself into it and whereas type 1 is literally organ dysfunction organ, yeah so is, like, there, is there like type 1 non-believers or something like, no you know, it's not beef? quite that it's I, it, it really what it is is it, it becomes like a like you know what one-upping is Oh yeah, like oh, it's yeah, like a yeah. suffering, a suffering context. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's like who okay. suffers more and who worse. And so more, yeah. a lot of the times, okay. outside of some like you know probably some shitty type one influencers, like type ones, <laughs> from what I've seen, are like this is this has been my life, my whole life. This is normal. This is what I deal with. Some people right. are interested, so I talk about it. Whatever. Yeah. Whereas type two is just a lot of like, woe is me. Like this, this is how unfortunate I am. I'm like, bro, and, you probably gave it to yourself anyway. Oh, they always, you know? almost <laughs> always have. Outside of and like they a, can take a tablet. They don't even need a no, fucking the, stick, yeah, which they, is so annoying. The, 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 the dextrose, ta- or the, I forget what those tablets are called, but yeah, they, yeah. they sell them like a pharmacy. Like they're, not, they're over the counter. Over the counter, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, type 2 is, and, and you can actually, you can get rid of type 2 diabetes. Yep. You can get rid of it. Actually. Yeah. Oh, wow. You can I get rid of that. that. Yeah. Life's like, like consistent. Um, like intentional even not just lifestyle not changes. being pre-diabetic, actually having full-blown type two diabetes. Yeah, you get can get rid of it. Of it. I oh, mean, wow. you can. It's hard to do. I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, you can do it. There is no way ever to get rid of type one. No, 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 no. I, like there, you can't get like a pancreas transplant. <laughs> you can't do right. a lot. Like you can't do any of that stuff. Like type one, you have it, and you're and you're stuck with it. Yeah, you stop. Yep. Now, were you born type one or was it developed? Oh uh, no! It was so. 
my sim I got it when I was 15. So I've oh, only that's had pretty it late too. For Usually like if you're developing it, you're like eight to 11 years old. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So it was like a massive, massive shock. So you just and got I, sick. I just got really sick for like four months. Yeah, a lot and of people don't know it's actually uh, an it's a it's a it's an immuno disorder. Oh wow, is what it actually is. It's 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 an immune issue. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so I got it. I started getting really like really thirsty, dehydrated. Mm. I couldn't stop going to the bathroom. I was always like so fatigued, losing heaps of weight. And then I just went to the doctors and I just said I'm feeling pretty sick. I don't I don't know what. Uh, like I don't know how to explain it to you, but I'm always tired, fatigued. And that's the first thing he's like, all right, let me check your sugar levels. And so he, he pricked my finger and they were on like 40. Wow. And he's Super like, all right, you need to go get a blood test and um, we should get back to you in the same day. Go to phone call. Hey, your daughter needs to come into hospital. She needs to get put on a drip. We can't tell you what it is over the phone, but it's not looking too good. And we're like, Jesus. what the fuck? Like, now, does uh, Australia have like public health care? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, did you have the option of like using a pump or is that not covered? Yeah, no, we've got, we've got the option. Okay. And I was like, look, as when you first get diabetes, you have to use sticks regardless. Yeah. Like, you do, yeah. Yeah. You need to get good. Like you need to get an understanding of Nova Rapid Atlantis. So you two different insulin sticks before you even can think about a pump. But I've never really thought about a pump only because it's like, I don't really want to wear something around my stomach 24 seven. Yeah. Like if I was going to, I don't want to look at it after it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like, yeah, I've got it and I've got to suck it up, but I don't always want to like look at it forever, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so it's kind of like, just, I'll just bring it with me if I, I need it. I never thought about it that way. Like just looking at it forever. And this, this yeah. stick goes into the uh, port? Um, no, 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 no. You, that's all just subcutaneous. You just, oh, yeah, you just get it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the thing on her arm is actually just a glucose monitor. monitor. Yeah, so, so it, uses, much it uses Bluetooth to the phone, and you just yep. tap it, and then it tells you what your blood sugar It's a little bit delayed. It's not as, like, um, immediately accurate as, yep. say, like, an old-fashioned prick and strip test. It, yeah. Um, but, like, it's a little more convenient. You don't have to prick yourself. Yeah, when, when you, like, install it, it pricks you. There's a small needle on it. It pricks right. you, but it, it's still, like... A considerably, uh, it's just a lot easier. I've seen a lot of people even who don't have diabetes using that. Yeah, is yeah, that, that's right. How do you feel about that? Is that like somebody? Oh, ride, it's actually makes me so freaking frustrated. It's just all promotional bullshit. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's just all promotional bullshit. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like I get messages. Oh, hey, like not 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 tight ones. Like, what's what's the thing on your arm? Like I'm looking at wanting to try it. I'm like, oh, so do you have diabetes? And they're like, no, nah, I just want to keep control of my sugar levels. I'm just like your body already like, does that, bro. Like what the <laughs> fuck, man? Like we are diabetics. We need it. Like, yeah, your body and already what makes me more angry. Yeah. Like when bodybuilders and whatnot use these sticks, and they're not even tight one. Mm. I'm like, oh my fuck. Yeah, that's a whole nother thing, man. Super it, dangerous. So what, thing. What, what bothers you about it? Is it because it's like, like you don't even need it? Like you it's just it's dangerous. It's da- yeah, you can yeah. die from it. You know, you could go into hypo and you need, you, but probably like. Hypo, which means sugar levels are really low. Right. Um, and you just need to slam all these carbohydrates in. That's why bodybuilders take it to eat that's, more food. Isn't that what people, how people thought that one guy died? Dallas. Dallas McCover. Yeah, yeah, so, so that's right. There's a lot yep. of, there is a lot of theories behind, rest in peace, Dallas McCarver. Right. Yeah. There's, um, there's a lot of theories behind what actually happened. You know, the, the, the public story. That's what I heard. That's true. The public story was that he choked on chicken, which I think is probably true. Oh, see, I heard he, uh, he had like a bagel. Or, or like he choked on a, food. Choked on food. Food, yeah. But I thought it was because he so, was hypo. He, he was had to hypo. Take, eat some carbs to. Yeah, it was probably so trying to slam. He choked on food is how he died. You know. Right. But like the the theory 
Um, so, you know, none of this is, um, you know, this is kind of, this is very much so hearsay yeah. is that he was going into like a diabetic shock when it happened. Mm. And that's why he choked. He passed out with food in his throat. And then that's what kind of, did it. but mm. as all hearsay, I uh, don't mean to upset anybody. Uh, we don't really know, technically speaking. There's also at the time, there was a lot of other drugs that were really circulating in bodybuilding that were really dangerous. That kind of still do Like one of them is uh, DNP. DNP. Yeah. It's oh, like, that's it's, one that it's, just makes you like melt fat off. Yeah. So it's like, it's literally yeah, like, it's... I want to say, and this could be wrong, but I want to say it's like micronized dynamite and like small doses of like arsenic and a couple of other things. And so what it does- well, that sounds really bad. It's, it's literally poison. Yeah. What it does is it actually raises your core temperature, your internalized temperature. So you literally cook from the inside out. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. It's, a, that, it's a bit dramatic, That's... but that, that is that is what happens. And so when, when Dallas died, some of the autopsies reports got released. His heart was like, I want to say four times the size it was supposed to be. Yikes. And he was on the pro bodybuilding circuit by 21. And wow. he was already known, yeah, a 22 maybe. He was already known as being like a mass freak. A mass, yeah. Like, you know, that was really like, bodybuilding's Go. cleaned up a little more in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Like, the, you know, you remember the bubble gut phenomenon. Yeah, the that. bubble yeah. gut. Yeah, 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 and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. So like, that's, where, that's where Dallas was like really big. He was really big during that kind of era of bodybuilding. So yeah, the whole Dallas McCarver thing was wild mm. and, um, Brought a lot of light to some of the issues in bodybuilding because, I mean, there was a lot of, like, local guys who never made it who all ultimately suffered the same fate or, like, went into, like, uh, you know, major organ failure. Yeah, for and, every famous guy you know, there's, I'm sure, a yeah, laundry list exactly. of other guys you I don't. Mean, mm, especially don't do with something like bodybuilding where it's, it, you know, it's, you know, frankly, just like a very vain orientation and people will make wild sacrifices and they won't mm. get to that level. I mean, you're yeah. you, like, and, and the other thing is too, is like, th there's just so many factors in bodybuilding and with how big of a role genetics plays in bodybuilding, oh, big role, the big, I, frankly, the two biggest roles are two biggest factors are genetics and then access to drugs. And if you can afford them, mm. um, I mean, we've all seen like some of these cycles get released online. They've been even like fucking liver Kings stuff. Like we, yeah we did a whole episode yeah, on that that was pretty it, crazy so many drugs man and it's like an around the clock thing you know there's rumors um that circulate of like certain guys who like you know they walk around with these double fanny packs oh yeah and that they're <laughs> just stocked with drugs and with the insulin usage yeah you have to be on man you, uh -huh. and and the other thing is like a lot of times when you start using insulin um, for that purpose, it's from what I've read, it's very hard to actually like stop using it after you're gonna yeah, you upset, yeah, yeah, once you start, you, that's you're, it. You're, you're gonna you're gonna create pancreatic pancreatic dysfunction, and uh, really, yeah, that's interesting because uh, I've heard people who you know take it in strength sports, yeah, who have said that you can just stop and everything's good. Yeah, and I, I'm sure that's the case for some people. Um, but like, like, you know, I'm not speaking holistically, mm. um, but, uh, thing is like everything goes to a point yeah. and with how extreme bodybuilding in particular is sure. and how extreme, um, some strength athletes can be, there's always going to be people who overdo it. And so let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. We talk a lot on this podcast about TRT, all of the things involving exogenous hormones. And because of that, we get a lot of questions about it and we are not experts 
in this sense. If you want to speak to real experts, because we don't feel comfortable giving any sort of opinion on this, speak to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. These guys are the best, they're legitimate doctors. They're not going to push any BS on you. They're going to do a legitimate consult and tell you if you're a good candidate or not. All of the links to this are in the show notes as well as their Instagram handle. Check them out and I promise you're going to have the best service possible in this space. Yeah, dealing with insulin is, is um, it's funny. It's it's really it's a really contentious topic. Some people are like, oh, it's the best thing. It's so easy. It helps. And then other people be on like, the other side, it's like it's so dangerous. It's so yep. hard. And and frankly, unless you're like, <laughs> unless you're legitimately well versed in something, you probably shouldn't be doing something that quite literally like alters the function of your body. Yeah, I mean, and it's and. How do you know so much about it, by the way? You're like, I know he's, you're so well educated in in I'm di- diabetes and insulin. I, I'm not. No, you it's, actually know a lot. Like, I haven't met anyone like to know this much. Well, it just became a pretty hot topic in powerlifting um, yeah. between high level competitors who are all the type of diabetic, and then the Dallas McCarver thing. That was when I first kind of dove yeah, into it. Read a lot about and it. And then I, actually, there was a girl I grew up with. Her name was I won't say her name. Um, who both of her parents were type two diabetic, but they weren't actually uh, they weren't they weren't like big overweight yeah. big people. Uh, they just I think they just ate poorly generally speaking, okay. and yeah. it kind of affected them. So like I did like when I was younger, I did a lot of finger prick tests because I thought it was cool and <laughs> yeah, I learned a little bit firsthand back then and. Um, I mean, there's just going to be some odd and stuff that I just know. The, the tism really catches up with me. I, I, I go. I <laughs> no, go, you know I, so much. It's I crazy. Deep, I deep dive a lot into these topics and I hit them. And uh, that was one that I, I deep dove into. Yeah, okay. So, um, also because, I mean, another reason I did is um, early on in my powerlifting career, and, you know, this has been powerlifting pretty common information. I uh, made some poor choices, did a lot of made a lot of bad decisions as far as supplementation went. Mm. And there was a point in yeah. time where I was um, fiddling with the idea of using insulin because yeah. I always had a, you know, always had a really hard time gaining weight. Mm-hmm. And, um, is yeah. it the most like anabolic of all the, that's what's said. PEDs. Yeah. That's what's said that it is when like, used it, as one. it is highly yeah, anabolic. Well. Um, but that's, that kind of, that doesn't really apply to type one diabetics at all. Right. Again, because their pancreas doesn't function properly in the, or it doesn't function at all in the first place. Right. So they're not going to get that same type of benefit with that. I mean, it, mm. you kind of can, but it just has to be done for such an extended period of time. You have to alter how you're eating mm. and slowly introduce insulin at a higher dose. It's a, it's, it's just a whole thing, man. It's, it's a whole thing. So, so is, is there anything you, that it restricts you from doing, or is it just, does it make things more? difficult it just makes it a little bit more challenging it's just a challenge that you kind of go to like i could do absolutely anything i can drink anything you know it's it's probably better to have sugar-free drinks yeah but mm. if i were to go out and have you know an espresso martini i can do that yeah you can accommodate i, with I can accommodate yeah. insulin that is the exact reason why i wouldn't want to use like a pump or whatnot like i can still go out still live my life party and but i just need to bring that stick with me everywhere i go Got just you. to be a little bit more prepared that's it is that a one dose thing or is there no there's like there's no, it's a pen it's a pen yeah, yeah. just and then it kind of lasts me like four weeks and then you just turn to like how many units you need yep and it can last sometimes a month it can last sometimes two months it can last sometimes just depends on what it you, just depends what, you're doing, what, you're what eating. i'm eating where where i'm at at the moment and like if i'm going out well yeah it just really depends no i was assuming like in your in the seasons where you're not 
you know, meat prepping and cutting weight that you probably get considerably heavier. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how I'd heavy need, do you get? Oh, I'd probably get maybe like 72, 73 kilos. Oh, that's no, not too no, bad. No, that's not, not too bad, bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. My cut's always not, not more than like, say, three kilos. If I were to do a 12-week prep, like I wouldn't want to get any heavier than 72 because mm. it just gets harder to cut the weight. 72 so, to 67 and a half. Yeah. yeah that's not bad. It's nine pounds. Yeah. 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 It's pretty, that's where I probably like to keep it the most. And like at Pro Raw, I do 75. 15 pounds, 14 pounds. Sorry. Yeah. At, at Pro Raw, I, I do. Mean, that's still a pretty big percentage of body yeah. weight. That's getting yeah. up there. Yeah. Then, 24 hour wins though. Hell yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 24. Oh wait, Pro Raw does two hours. Yeah. yeah. Pro Raw does two hours. Yeah. yeah. So, the, I think when I competed at Pro Raw, the weight class was like 95 kilos. Like they had some weird ones. Yeah, they've got uh, some. Now they got nineties. Yeah, I think it was ninety-five, but I wanted my total to count as a ninety. As a yeah. ninety, so I weighed in like one ninety-five or yeah. something like that. Oh, okay. Now, do you ever have to deal with, um, you know, what we're talking about earlier? People telling you that, like, because you take insulin, you're at an advantage. Do you have to deal with that? Oh, hundred percent. I do. Like people will ask me all the time. I say, like, does that help you? I'm like. Yeah, it helps me stay alive. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Like, what a response! Like, I need this to survive, man. So, like, you know, don't ask me if you thought if you should use it because, like, I get like one of my friends is his friend. If just has just started using it, he's not a tight one or anything. Just into oh, okay. the bodybuilding game. Yeah. And he's like, he's asked me questions on like, you know, how many units he should take. I'm like, don't ask me. I fucking I bloody need it. Thing. It's a person yeah, person yeah. thing. Like you do you. Like I wouldn't recommend it to someone who's not a diabetic. So I just think you just make you just choosing something to do. It's not going to help. I, I don't. I don't personally think so. It's so your training sessions probably get a little bit crazy. You got to deal with highs. Got to deal with lows. You're yeah. Probably, you, you probably have some training sessions that are four or five hours long at times. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I still like try to train through if I'm high, yeah. just to get used to that feeling yeah. you oh, know because yeah. it's kind of like you know like if you're high it's not going to come down within like 30 minutes yeah you kind of got to deal with it and like is it dangerous to do that um not if you adjust if you take insulin like and then you and then you train a little bit it'll actually come down faster oh, so okay. it can be good and it can be bad at times like it's dangerous if you're low like you can't train you got to wait 15 minutes till you go up to about four five but if you're high, I still like to train through it because at the end of the day, like the meat day yesterday, I was high as hell. I couldn't ask them to hold the squat for a second. Like, yeah. still got to go do it. So did you, know? you feel, because you trained that way, did you feel better prepared yesterday? I felt more prepared. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's... It's, not, it's not great, but it's something that I've got to work on. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's good. You have to deal with variables in competition. Yeah. Like we were talking about on the episode with, uh, with Lily just how – like uptight a lot of powerlifters are about equipment and all the little yeah, things and, the meat, things, and it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like oh i can't imagine them dealing with what you're dealing with it's like, yeah and then on top of it yeah. having a day and a half of travel coming lit literally i think it's like it's more on the furthest point of the globe you 100%, can be. Yeah, yeah, i think it's literally on like the opposite yeah. side it's like one side yeah and yep. uh like doing all that coming adjusting to a new time zone adjusting to different food yeah. Which people don't ever really talk about because the food it makes, standard it makes in the a big States, difference. Yeah, yeah, the food standard in the states is brutally bad compared to other yeah. uh, developed yeah. countries. Mm -hmm. um, and our coffee tastes weird to you guys. Oh yeah, your coffee, your coffee's shittier, man. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, hell! I can't get a good coffee. I just can't wait to go. I I no, I have to push back on this one because when I came to Melbourne. Like I, I, you know, was talking about it beforehand. Yeah. So people were all hitting me up on social media being like, <laughs> oh, you, I can't wait for you to try Melbourne coffee. It's so good. All this stuff. 
I swear, you know what it tastes like to me? And well, obviously my palate is different because yeah, I you yeah, from yeah, yeah. here. But it just tasted like I'd have black, only black coffee and I'm like, this just tastes like there's sour milk in it. <laughs> That's what I every coffee. And, and then I was like, okay, maybe it's just beans from Melbourne. And then, so I went to a, like a yeah. coffee shop in Melbourne that had like all the different beans. All for, the different, like you could yeah. choose like, oh, I want Ethiopian beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it still tasted. It's still, they that, it had that like tangy taste. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. Is this just like the way you guys like <laughs> it was maybe more sweet or, or what? Of, yeah, I don't know. It, no, it came across like sour. Sour. There you go. Speaking of weird Australian food differences, do you guys have any like major differences as far as like the animal products you eat compared to the states? Like for us, it's like a lot of cow, a lot of pig, and a lot of chicken. Well, they have like <sighs> some of the best beef in the world after Japan, but like not not a lot of it goes to Australia. They sell it. Yeah, they export that's it. not really? really big. Yeah, no, no. Australian wagyu is like like really good is mcdonald's yeah. big in australia yeah mcdonald's, do you like McDonald's? Eat, eat. i don't mind mcdonald's you call yeah, maccas? The, the maccas yeah we call them maccas <laughs> <laughs> um but i guess what the difference is with fast food like there's no kfc around here whereas in, in australia oh my god there's so kfc is like the boomer the big one a big one in australia kfc and Macca's, wow massive wow. in the states kfc is fucking dog water oh i haven't even <laughs> seen there's still something down here deliciously disgusting about it though <laughs> only one thing on the menu what? the double decker oh, oh, it's, it. a, it's a chicken patty chicken, yeah, yeah, chicken the patty double bacon uh-huh. and cheese there's the, the, the bread the is chicken patties i have nostalgia <laughs> from like you know the big the buckets buckets yeah. you know yeah the, but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no nah, we never did that shit man we were too poor i had too many siblings we didn't do the fucking yeah okay <laughs> we didn't do the chicken buckets do you have siblings yeah i've got one older brother okay he, he loves maccas and kfc though oh but he's yeah Macca's is my hell. favorite fucking shit in the world. Yeah, Macca's is, Macca's is pretty good. <laughs> Most other fast food fucks up my stomach. Oh, I can't eat so KFC. Bad. It's too oily. No uh, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know what it is, but I, 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 I hate to admit this. <laughs> I eat McDonald's on the low end four times a week. Wow. So here's well, the thing. Do you like the breakfast Macca's or just normal So breakfast Macca's? is my favorite, but I don't actually yeah. get a lot of opportunity to get the breakfast. Uh, um, so I play pool. Okay, uh, like yeah. billiards and yeah, so yeah, yeah. like uh pools like a very late night thing so like pool halls and you know bars that cater to pool players they're open till like one two in the morning i'll go and do you know i'll finish up working and i'll train and then it'll be you know six o'clock i'll go play pool from six o'clock till two in the morning oh fuck and yeah. so i leave the pool hall at two in the morning and What's i made open? It, i made it a routine you know the things that are open are mcdonald's and, and jack in the box Oh, like Jack, Jack in the Box is Jack yeah. in the Box is like um, it's a it's a pretty common fast food place in the states. Okay, it, um, we don't really have it much down here. No, it's not it's not as, it's not as big down here. It's more so in like the Midwest. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and what it is is it's like everything you can get at every fast food place is available here. Oh, what the so, hell? So like they oh, have that's... like you know they have cheeseburgers, they have breakfast yeah. all day, they have mini tacos. Oh my god! They have Jack... like the little fried mini tacos. They have egg rolls. They oh, have, I love they have chicken products. They have like Chinese food. Yes, <laughs> just the egg rolls. So they have. And there, there's even some Jack in the Boxes that have fried edamame. What? Yeah, like it's uh, or, or okra. Okay. Not uh, edamame. Yeah. Okra. Sorry. Um, and um, like it's it it really is just the culmination of all the white trash culture like yeah, combining right. in one place. That's nice. And, yeah, and so it's not bad. Uh, fortunately, mm-hmm. where I live, that uh, outside of St. Louis. 
the one Jack in the Box I go to is like the now best I one. Now we're trying this. Oh my god. Oh no, it's pretty solid actually. <laughs> I always get the if I get a cheeseburger, I always get the bacon ultimate cheeseburger. Like, and, oh yeah, yum. It, it, it fucks me up. <laughs> here's, here's the thing with McDonald's. McDonald's Mackers never fucks me up. Ever. There you go. <laughs> Ever. Uh, my body my body has just turned into this toxic waste depository of mcdonald's <laughs> and i can just eat mcdonald's i can endlessly Wait, what if you've just like brought it, mcdonald's has brought your energy level down for so long that now this is your baseline and you don't even realize you're down I mean, that here. could be the case and every time i tell people actually that's probably good for you though you don't need any more energy yeah yeah that's true <laughs> uh, like every time i tell people my mcdonald's order they get like so frustrated with me Oh, you can eat like a like big two man, McDoubles, yeah. two McChicken, large fry, small fry, large diet coke, and occasionally a ten piece oh nugget on top of it. God. I like to, I like McChicken, big McChicken. The McChicken is awesome, dude. But that's a what that's a beast of an order. Well, I'll so, get, I get, I get two McChickens and a large diet coke. That's so I used order. to do. Large oh, do you fry. get chips or anything? No, that's fries. Oh, fries, oh, yeah, call them fries. Yeah, fries, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So we call it chips. Yeah, so eat your chips in the McDonald's. I used to get large fry and a small fry. Yeah, but about a year ago, they started doing this thing. On, they have like a shareable menu. Yeah, okay? they started doing this thing called the ba- basket of fries. Oh, it's ten cents more than a large fry. Ten cents, and it's the equivalent <laughs> of essentially two large fries. Oh, and it comes in its own bag. Oh, oh wow! So also, oh, I, I can't believe how much I still like McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's for three and a half years. Oh wow! And I frankly regret regret re- <laughs> I regret quitting. <laughs> Because the the potential for upward mobility in McDonald's, if you're just like not a fucking idiot, yeah. is so high. There's literally McDonald's University. Well, I ima- a- yeah, I imagine there's not a lot of competition. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah but like okay. the potential for upward mobility, if you're just like capable, is so high. My old boss at McDonald's, she was one of the managers. She was like not like she was like a shift manager. Um, went to PT school all mm. through the time she was working. I got her DPT and never practiced. Never practiced physical therapy because she moved up so high at McDonald's. She's now in corporate at McDonald's oh, wow. and makes like over 200K a year working in corporate for McDonald's. Wow. Which is more than most people are going to make as a DPT for sure. And like, it's just like a crazy thing. Like yeah. the, the potential for upward mobility in McDonald's in particular is so high. Um, I, I still say to this day, I don't care what your opinions are. They're probably wrong. McDonald's <laughs> is the best fast food on the planet. Oh, it's definitely my favorite if I were to pick it's anything. It's so consistent. It's, sure. yeah. yeah. It's on average, like, has, yeah. like, the, it's, like, the, it's, like, the. It's everywhere in the world. It's everywhere in the world. Ooh, yeah. It's the most affordable. You always know what you're getting. Like, sure, like, yeah, like, if you compare, like, one experience of, like, Chick-fil-A to McDonald's, like, everyone's going to want to get Chick-fil-A, sure. Yeah, but you can't do that every day. I haven't day. tried Chick-fil-A. I actually want to try that before I leave, now that I've finished the comp. Well, uh, yeah, it's not Sunday, so do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get the original chicken. Do you like pickles? Yeah, I like pickles. Just get the yeah. original chicken Must sandwich. I I add will. some Colby Jack cheese to it. That's the trick. Um, Chick fil A has Colby Jack cheese. Oh, baby. <laughs> Is oh, that good? Man. Jack? Oh, yeah. And then put ketchup and mayonnaise on it. Oh, yum. Do you, yeah. do you guys have um, Chipotle? Uh, no. Qdoba? Nah. Uh, What's, what is but, that? Um, Chipotle. That's Chipotle. So do you know what Subway is? Oh, yeah. Subway. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So it's like Subway, but burritos. Oh, but like really, but Subway, yeah. But I don't know. They're got... really good. Like, Q, there's like a battle between Qdoba lovers and, and uh... yeah, Qdoba fell behind. But Chipotle just changed a bunch Qdoba, of the their Qdoba is like the Subway, 
and Chipotle is like the Quiznos. Yes. Right? Do they have a subway down here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's subways everywhere. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Subway in the States kind of fucking sucks. Uh, subway okay. got sued a couple years ago oh, fuck. because they tested their, they had like a fish tuna thing. Yeah. yeah and they t- uh, it was like a, yeah. it's like a, you guys have to take tuna, tuna salad. Tuna, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they had like kind of that and they, a bunch of people like tested it and there was no fish product in it. There was no fish. I wonder what that was. I used to eat that a lot. Oh, you <laughs> ate that? You oh. sick, twisted yeah. fuck. I love a good tuna oh. salad sandwich. If I go to Subway, I get the same thing every time. It's the Subway Club Seven. or the roast beef. I also like the chicken teriyaki. Yeah, yeah I, I like chicken teriyaki. That yeah. That's pretty solid. What did you say? I would expect that from you. <laughs> like a teriyaki guy? That's so random. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, coming into the States, um, is this your, this is your first time in the States then? Yeah, first time ever in the States, yeah. It's the biggest shock to you that you see? Yeah, is there a culture shock? Oh, the biggest shock. How fat everyone There's is? There's got to be something. May- yeah. <laughs> well, maybe since not Miami, my- Not a great place to... That's true. Yeah, in not Miami, I just feel gauge. like no one can speak English. Like, everyone's uh, Spanish. Yeah. Like, uh, well, I that's Miami. Drivers, that's Miami. Like, I didn't know that. I thought everyone yeah. was American. That's just <laughs> so because Miami is a huge Cuban culture. Yeah, right. And so a lot of people here speak Spanish as their oh, first language. As Yeah. They'll speak to you in Spanish first, even the people who know English. And then and when then you're like, they'll go, yeah, 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 go, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's probably English. one of the biggest things, biggest shocks. And I think how big the supermarkets are. Oh, like people oh, who speak Spanglish? Yeah. yeah. So you ever heard the term Spanglish? No. So it's just this weird thing that people do where they speak English half and English Spanish and Span- cohesively. Yeah. Well, like even word to word. <laughs> even word to word. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. It's a weird thing. That's a weird, I think that, yeah. that mostly comes, correct me if I'm wrong, from people who come from a Spanish-speaking background and then learn English. They get like sort of Americanized. So they yeah. learn like new words as they get older in English. So it's like just more familiar. Yeah. Like certain mm. words are we all, to be, and also like there are a lot of different dialects of Spanish too, oh, yeah. and that's part of it. But then also like English is like the stupidest and dumbest fucking language system <laughs> in the world. Yeah, it's, it's so, so bad. I don't know how anyone learns it. It's so bad. It's so bad. Like when you compare languages on a global scale, like our language is way overcomplicated on average compared to other other languages like pretty grammatically different like actual sentence structure it's it's a stupid language there's there's like thousands of words that have like three or more meanings yes or words that sound the exact same that have mm. there 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> your, there, there, your. There. oh yeah your is a big one yeah english is a weird language but man the funny thing is um all of the like dominantly English speaking countries, how different they use the language too. Cause we use so much, every English dominated speaking country uses so much slang. Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah, yeah. And that, and yep. comparing like Mackers, like what the <laughs> fuck is Mackers dude? Like, what are you talking about? And like, for example, even Mac- how you say like, dude, they have so many Yeah. car park. We call that a parking lot. Yeah. You guys say, which is exactly what it is. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, lift. We say, uh, we say elevator. Oh my God. They say lift. Oh, wow. Uh, Ket sauce, tomato sauce. You guys say ketchup. Yeah. You say which, tomato sauce. Yeah. Tomato yeah. sauce. So what do you call tomato sauce? Like the actual, like the stuff you put on, uh, like the tiny Ket- pizza. Toppings. 
No, like the, no, like the, like the, the red, red sauce on pizza. What do you call that? Um, we just call it just tomato sauce. So, so, <laughs> so, you same, so you have the same name for ketchup. Yeah. As you do tomato sauce. Just a red. I guess we just say red sauce. Fuck yeah. Australia. Dude, yeah. they, dude, they, have, they have some goofy ones too that are unnecessary. Like, yeah. like we call we say shopping cart. They say buggy. Yeah, we're we're buggy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Buggy. <laughs> How do you feel about people who don't put their buggies back? <laughs> oh, just dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> I love that whole topic. There's like a funny thing where it's like, um, it's like a, a, a great representation of the kind of human people are is if they put their shopping cart back or not. Because you don't have to do it. Yeah, there's there's no consequence have, for not. Yeah. If so you, you don't do it, it you're a bloody dick. dickhead. Like, just yeah. put your shopping cart away. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. a wild thing, man. Yeah, to be honest, there was up to a certain point where I didn't put the shopping cart back, and then I heard that, and I'm like, oh, oh. fuck. Yeah. I, I got to make a change. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now I put that shopping cart back every time. I'm like, I'm a good person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you go back to Australia, do you have any comps coming up? Like, are you coming back around to one? Yeah, I'm coming off. I've got to do pro raw in like four weeks. Oh, wow, in so Melbourne. Yeah. 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 And I just thought I'll just do it because it's like it's in the same state. It's easier. I just turn up there. I've got my own car. It's going to be a lot easier, less stress. So I don't want to miss out on my second pro roll. Pro roll so I'm just going to head it. And you're going to do it in knee wraps again? Yeah. You're going to yeah. do a knee wraps and at 75. So it can come in a little bit heavier this time. So do you plan, no, wait, come. Do you plan on making any transition to using knee sleeves? I want to do a comp doing knee, knee sleeves 100%. But. Because I'm still pretty new to knee wraps. I've only been powerlifting for four years. Yeah. I feel like I just more comps I do, the more the easier it's going to get, I think. Just yeah. getting used to knee wraps. If you're looking to like go more on an international scale, it's probably going to be better long term to really get familiarized with the knee sleeves. 100% it is. Yep. I agree. <coughs> Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But... I kind of like uh, that you guys are keeping it alive over there. They are. Yeah, I, we, we love it. it. We, we, we don't yeah. even like it. I prefer it. Like 100%. Especially I had a background of, of knee injuries. Uh, and when I switched to knee wraps, I totally fixed it for me. Because it was all patellar tendonitis. I, loved, yeah, right. I love knee wraps. It was so fun. I, I, I like the added anxiety of wrapping your knees it's still it's a lot more stressful yeah Yeah. it's a lot harder game definitely yeah because once you get knee wraps knee sleeves on you're good to go you know you just walk around whereas knee wraps you gotta freaking roll them up and then you gotta retie and then roll them up again and then the timing you don't want to want for too long yeah it's more stressful i always love the noobs who are like oh well you're in wraps like it's easier because like lifting more weight doesn't necessarily mean something's easier well it's like that have you ever seen the west side documentary he's I, like I, I one of the guys that guy like, hates me the guy who made that documentary <laughs> fucking hates me really he's like called me out on the west side documentary page oh right because you were calling them out about about posts they were making that were like kind of cringe right oh no, there was yeah it was just like, like it was like the way they're being too hardcore like powerlifting yeah, is war and, type and stuff. the guy who made the documentary yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't lift Oh, it oh, doesn't that's even list. That's a... He had some weird obsession with Louis Simmons rest in peace interesting. he had some mm. weird obsession with Louis Simmons it was, uh, I don't know, whatever. Well, the, the, this will probably revive his whole fucking campaign. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll clip just this for you yeah. and tag them. Um, but one of the guys on there was like, you know, obviously he's an equipped lifter. And uh, he goes, I hate when people say raw powerlifting is hard. He's like, I do raw powerlifting all the time. I do that every day. And then when we're done, we put on the suit and we like lift so much more. And I'm like, yeah, I never, I've I never, never thought really of it that it way. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, it, it, you are having to do a lot more 
stuff. Yeah, mm. sure. But the standard is so whack. Yeah. Mm. Like, it kind of negates all of that. I think that's what kills that side of the sport. Oh, dude. Multiply powerlifting is so much more fun to watch when it's done to a standard. It's yeah. crazy. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's intense. It looks yeah. painful. It looks cool. It does look cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it really it does. But be, because Westside destroyed that standard, it's it's it will never come. It, it will never come back. It mm -hmm. won't. It will never ever come back. It's yeah. dead forever. It's been dead. And there's people who are trying to say like, it's better than ever and like bigger than ever. But that's just straight delusion. And even if there was more representation in it now on like a pure just numbers, numbers yeah. the overall representation in powerlifting mm. has diluted that so much. So much. The vast, like 99, yeah. you know, percent of people have got to be in in some form of raw, either uh, raw or raw classic. Especially if you want, which I feel like in powerlifting people really like, even if they won't admit it, they really want this. Especially if you want like to be recognized. Yeah. Like you're not gonna get that with equipped powerlifting. Oh and, god no. And, anyway. and, like like this is what this is what we talked about with Lily a little bit uh in the last podcast was like Australia in particular is keeping knee wraps alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like 100%. in the States hundred percent in the States, most of the time, if you consistently compete in knee wraps, if you're not fucking Yuri Belkin, like no one's yeah. really taking you serious. Yeah, most ah, of, there you go. Far just out. And I don't, I can't, I can't speak as much to the, to the female side, but the, like, I think, you know, well, I can a little bit like yeah. Mariana, Cece, yep. Steffi, yep. uh, Stacy Burr. Yep. That was kind of like the last wave where like everyone was really competitive on yep. the rap side. Um, and then on the men's side, it was like Dan Green, yep. Kevin Oak, mm. Yuri, uh, who else was there that was big? T, T. Cummings back then. Yeah, yeah, T. Back, Cummings back, back, back then. Yeah. Uh, and see, I mean, a great example of this, man. The men's side yesterday, mm -hmm. the dots difference between first place in oh. sleeves and wraps was 90 points. Sleeves was oh. 90 points higher. Than, granted, that was oh, John wow. Hack, but still. But still, still, still yeah. I, think the th I think third place in sleeves was still yeah, like 30 nuts. dots points higher than first place in wraps. Like, and that's just, that's just a great, a great statistic to show how the competitorship has changed so much yeah. and where everything is going, at least statewide. Mm. Um, Did you think that I found that the women's side was a lot more competitive than the men's? Oh, that's just how, that, it's, that's, it's been that way for years. It's been yeah. that way but since. I think now more than ever. Yeah, it's just, it's just a little more obvious. Uh, you know, like, like in that kind of era we were just talking about with Mariana, Cece, Steffi, like there was like five women at the top who were like very close to each other, Christy Hawkins and mm. whatever. Whereas now it's like there are 40 women, 30 women, all dotsing raw in the 600 point range. Mm -hmm. And um, well, what's a lot a, of... What I thought was amazing, sorry to cut you off, was uh, like a perfect example of the of just how much more competitive women's powerlifting has been. I think one of the first records that Steffi broke was Susan Salazar's. Yeah. And she's still competing. She's still hitting about the same numbers, yeah. right? You know, she granted she's, she's 47, but she hasn't like lost much. Right. And what she did yesterday, 15 years ago, would have won that oh, entire not meet even by 15, a, seven. Would have won, yeah. yeah would have won, won yeah. that meet by a landslide. And a landslide. Oh, yeah. I don't even know where, you know, where she placed. Yeah, I also think that it kind of highlights some of the issues in the coefficients that we use. Sure. Because you you wouldn't think there is like an average 60 point separation at this level from women to men. 
Yeah. Um, and maybe that just speaks to how strong women are. Fine. Like, that, that's okay. But I think it just really shows that, like, we can't do another coefficient. Like, we... They're all going to have a bias. They're all going to have a bias Either somewhere, some weight class is going to get screwed or a gender is Do you guys screwed. use dots in Australia? Nah, dots is not really a big thing in Australia. Is it Wilkes? Yeah, it's Wilkes, okay. but it's still not a big thing. Really? Like, I come down... Yeah, this is why... The I actual weight class and total matters more. 100%. Yeah. It, it's like pro raw. It's the biggest total wins. Yeah. Yeah, see... In, in a weight class. In the States, it's a weird mm. thing, uh, at least on the untested side. Yeah. Uh, no one really talks about the inner weight class kind of dimension of things. I feel like dots is a big thing down here. Huge. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I miss Wilkes, to be honest, but... <laughs> I think dots is better than Wilkes, but I feel like when Wilkes was here, everything was just a little more uniform. And everyone yeah. kind of had the same acknowledgement of that standard. Mm. And uh, that's just kind of what's been missing ever since they reformulated it. And yeah. uh, like, um, you know, the IPF now is using good IPF. lift points. No, oh, they, they retired IPF again? points two years ago. Now it's good lift points. Huh. And then and then in the States, we're using dots. In Australia, they're using mm. Wilkes. And then there's for like multiply. Mm. They use a, something called a Glossbrenner coefficient. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, then there's a McCullough efficient, which is for like age differences. It's like, oh, come on, man. Like. I, yeah. I would love to just get back to like the weight class and the total that you use. Well, I want to review your lifts before we let you go here too. So this was your 225? Yes. Yeah, 225. Ooh. I opened up. I actually moved pretty well, to be honest. Wasn't that your second? Didn't you miss the opener? No, I missed my second. Attempt. Oh, then I we missed, took and then I took yeah. out, yeah. And then Brandon gave her a red. Yeah, actually, so... <laughs> Um, you're opening it. I was this is commentating for your deadlift. I believe I was emceeing for your deadlifts. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. And, um, Ooh, that was a good fight. Yeah, to come back and hit that, like, I, because I missed the second and I tore yeah, I was a freaking calluses. 518 freaking pounds, man. <laughs> Absolutely insane. This is literally an all-time world record, like, six years ago. You yeah, ever thought about that? Even more. Never really thought about two that, years, to be honest. Two years before you started powerlifting, that Fuck. was like pretty much the heaviest deadlift of females in your weight class had done ever. Uh, that's fucking, that's crazy. And, and yeah, I mean, you're still like, pro that's probably a top 10, top 20 still, but like, it's nuts. It's go. nuts. That's how that's like 67? But I'd say probably closer to top 10 for sure. Yeah, I'm not positive. Yeah, to come to, to finish off with that, I was, I was stoked. Like, my squats went to just shit, to be honest, man. What's this squat? So this two, is, I only got my opener, unfortunately, 220. 220. Um, but yeah, just everything felt so heavy after that. Well, I mean, yeah. <clears throat> oh, so clean. Crisp. So crisp. Yeah, your bench was the one where you missed your yeah, opener. Yeah, I missed my opener. Yeah. I, um, At 115? 120. She went 120, 120, 125. Yeah. Right. Mm. So this is the one you got. A big learning curve, but I definitely want, yeah. How do you feel about the carpet? That's something that I wasn't used to, to be honest, man. Yeah. So <laughs> and I didn't want to use that as an, as an no, excuse. Like, I come and use this as, I knew that, oh, this so was going to be So that's such a equipment. weird thing. In the States, like, it's actually, not, North America as a whole, and the IPF, like, everybody always has carpet. Yeah, I didn't know, a carpet was, a, I didn't even know People that. People here, they're so partial to carpets that, like we were saying on the last episode, we we used to always do rubber and yeah, too many people complained. Rubber, so so do I. <laughs> but too many people complained about it. So then we had to switch to carpet. carpet. Yep, this is a funny thing. How'd you feel about the meat all the way around? Overall, I freaking enjoyed the day. Like I just I think it was 
a good experience and I would definitely do it all over again next year and I want to come back even bigger and better and you know I got I think it was 595 dots so I definitely want to come back and get higher fucking 600 crazy. dots you know as a junior kind of hit you internally finish it. <laughs> yeah. that's what I want I want to finish off with one big one one more as a junior and just fucking send it yeah I mean at 22 that's fucking yeah crazy. that's what I want I want to come <laughs> yeah. back as, as 23 and send it as my last year and then you know go from there <laughs> Nice. Well, you got a lot of time left in the sport. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly good. right. Do you have a coach? Yeah, I got a coach. Um, he's in Adelaide. He's Strength Unlimited. Luke. Luke Shakespeare. I I'm not as familiar. Yeah, with the you Australian probably don't really scene. know. Yeah, well, I'm gonna follow him now. Yeah, check yeah, check yeah. him out. Awesome. Wow. Well, where can we find you? Yeah. On Instagram. What's your Instagram? Um, Instagram's Alana. I'll, I'll tag you guys after I take a photo. What's your Instagram handle? Instagram, Alana DeQuino. That's just your name, Alana Yeah, DeQuino. just Do you use name. any other socials regularly? Um, nah. nah. Usually just Instagram. Uh, everybody cool. find Alana on Instagram at yep. Alana DeQuino. Well, yes, uh, that's it. That, that might be a little hard for you guys to uh, spell, so I'll put it in the show notes yeah. for you. Right. Yeah, awesome. please. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for that having me. Thank you. I, I hope you enjoyed it. your first podcast. Yeah, it was yeah. sick. You guys were awesome. <laughs> <laughs> made me feel less less nervous. <laughs> yeah, good. Handle it like a pro. All right.